This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the 24 hours of Le Mans, the supercars up in Darwin, and hear from a team owner in the supercar series on the state of play. I hope you'll stay with us. First, it's over to France and to Le Mans, where it was Porsche who picked up a hat-trick of wins in an exciting event that saw Timo Bernhardt, Brendan Harley and Earl Bamber take the victory. Courtesy of Porsche, here's the successful trio speaking after the race. It's really amazing, a uh, day of my life, uh, we'll never forget. It's really incredible, mate. I mean, we got the 19th and the hat-trick. Incredible, mate. No, I've lost my words. To Darwin now, and two different race winners in the supercars over two days, but both coming from the same stable. On Saturday, Fabian Coulthard took the victory, whilst his teammate Scott McLaughlin took out the win on Sunday, keeping the New Zealand run of success well and truly afloat. We hear from Coulthard first. Yeah, for us, um, the main objective was to get in front of Rick. Um, you know, Scotty had a crack and it was pretty difficult so um, yeah, our, our main objective was to get the undercut, um, get in front of Rick and then the next person was to try and get in front of Shane. So for us um, I think the strategy was right. Uh, I had Phil on the radio saying I had to push for at least four laps to, to get that underwork, undercut to make it work and if I didn't push it was you know, a bit null and void pitting early. So you know, credit to my guys at Shell Power Racing, uh, give both Scotty and I quick cars and a one-two for the team's fantastic. Look, it was a hard race. I really enjoyed the strategy and um, you know how we had to you know get a bit of pace here and throw some qualifying laps at it to you know try and jump Jamie and um, yeah, it was it was awesome, awesome battle. But then in the end, just sort of drove to sort of the gap and um, brought it home. As I said, it was a great result for the New Zealand drivers in the DJR Team Penske cars, and with the two New Zealanders winning at Le Mans capped off a great weekend of motor racing on the same week as a brand new film about New Zealand motor racing hero Bruce McLaren has been released in cinemas all around Australia. Well, staying with the supercars now, when we speak to ProDrive Racing Australia co-owner Rod Nash about the state of play in supercars. Your team this year, a couple of changes in the, uh, in the makeup and personnel. How have you seen that all bedding down? Yeah, really good at the moment. I mean, uh, obviously, DJ are doing a fantastic job, but uh, and they're Fords, so that's all good. But um, yeah, we sort of, um, you know, just lost that edge last year, and um, doesn't take much in this category to do that, being you know so close and the parity rules being so good as they are. But um, we've just, you know, just regroup without throwing the baby out with the bathwater and. Um, and everyone's just working well together. We've got a you know really good engineering team. You know they're they're certainly not an um, an old school um, guy. You know there's a lot lots of young guys, but Aussie who heads them up. You know they're just working really well together, and um, and we're just slowly but surely. Um, you know we've we've got like all teams are doing. You know you've got all your research and development going on and your little bits, but these days it can actually be harder to find that extra little bit because you're controlled by the 
by the, the rules, so to speak. You've just got to keep chipping away. But equally with the drivers, you know, they're all working well. Cam had a big off-season in just reshaping himself. He's doing well again, and they're just all working together quite well, and sort of that's how it's coming together. I'm a big one with having all the ducks in a row before you can uh, have any achievements. You know, that seems to be working at the moment. Cam, every year since he's come in un- under your banner, you've given him one thing to work on and he seems to have each time been able to tick that box and applied himself very well. Yeah, he responds really well. He's a good listener. Like, they're all there to succeed, but but Cam's always showing good ability. Even when he stepped into the main series last year at Adelaide, you know, Adelaide's a, a tough gig, and he started off really well, and he doesn't he doesn't wilter, you know. Your, your, your head guy, head drivers out there, you know, they know how to treat a newcomer, and he got a bit of that, but he was able to stand his ground and not lose it so he's got a great active mind and what I like is just doesn't lose it you know it's no good like we can all be hard on each other on on um, when we don't achieve but you've just got to um, suck it up basically and um, and learn what went wrong and um, but then um, quickly throw that out and then um, work out where you're going next but he um, he does respond well to strategy and um, and chats and uh, and he's very proactive within the team in um, just hanging around at the at the race centre, you know, and just being part of the team, and um, it's all those little things that pull that together. Jason Bright comes back into the fold, and uh, of course, Brighty and and when Mark first joined this team, that was the uh, driver combination. So it's a a bit of Back to the Future. Yeah, it is Back to the Future. I mean, Frosty often says his first year here, he milked Bridie dry. And so uh, it's funny how, you know, fish swim around the fishbowl and, and Bridie's back. And, you know, Bridie, he was really appreciative of the opportunity to um, come back into this fold. So he's enjoying it. Um, as experienced as Bridie is, he's still feeling it, you know, that she's a she's a tough gig out there. But he's certainly enjoying it. And equally, we as a team are too. Um, you know, four cars is a big gig. All the team guys and all the cars they might be allocated to a car but they all look over each other and so we've always had a good morale side on the team that way so you really need the four cars all up there and, and Brighty's showing that you know he can he's been dropping in up around the top 10 and all that sort of thing qualifying so he's still finding his way with with the car but certainly he's also his experience is you know it's as good as Lowndes so when you sort of line up Frosty and Brighty's experience collective and not that Chaz certainly needs any lessons at this point in time but nonetheless we have got a good uh, garage of experience. In your supercar hat, Craig Lowndes signed up for another two years. It's possible that he might get another one or two after that as a full-time driver. As you are aware, he is the driver who has the most cut through of any driver across the population of Australia. What does supercars have to do to be able to bridge the gap between Craig and the next guys. and Look, um, you know, the changing of the guards since the Johnsons and, and Brocks and Moffats and all that has certainly happened, but Craig defies that because uh, we've always said Craig was the Peter Brock son, so to speak. He's just been a smiling assassin all the time. He's done the sport proud in all sorts of ways. I remember just a couple of years ago, our boys were on the podium on the Sunday at Willow Bank and, and Craig was up there in uh, th- finished, oh no, maybe second. Anyway, he was up there. He just looked the way he was holding the trophy, shown at the crowd and all that. It looked like it was his first podium, you know. It's a credit to him because 
is he just makes every race and every person who comes across him, which Brock did, you know, feel really special. So I think what can supercars do? I think they've been doing a whole lot with just, you know, the way the DBS program is these days and the wild cards. I mean, everyone keeps literally thinking about how can we sweat our asset just a bit further to promote up-and-comers but then just promote the sport i guess then with the the currents that are coming along you know with your mclaughlins and your uh, mostets and you know there's a few there and then yeah we've still got our frosties and wing cups and guys that are have been around for a while and but still got plenty in them so i guess it's just it's just marketing basically we need to just keep profiling these guys up all the time i think one good thing about this sport is that um, in recent years we've had you know more winners per season uh, more different winners per season than than ever before so that just makes it you know stronger again out in the marketplace with promotion but there's you know once craig decides to retire well then i still reckon there's going to be that gap you know i'm, I'm not not so sure how who fills those boots i think it'll just be a case of um you know no doubt i would have thought it's a monty that craig will become commentator and and i think because of that craig will pass through his commentating that down through because he knows these all these guys intimately and race with him one and another thing about craig is he just loves getting out i've seen him congratulate you know Chaz a few times and and he just loves a, a good race out on the track so if he's glued to you and even if Craig's behind you he's just uh, very respectful of that so I think um, going forward you know supercars would have to recruit him um, and um, and then you see where it goes to for me. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport until next time round keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.